0: Saw you in heaven, would it be the same if I saw you in heaven? I must be strong and carry on, cuz I know I don't belong here in heaven. Thank you, thank you very much for bookings. Call 1 800, go to hell, and you can uh, book a gig with me. Thank you. hello here we are once again here we are yet again and mm-hmm. who are we
1: we are Susperia, a true crime podcast also known as the duo caro and stuff
0: heck yes and i just realized we didn't <laughs> introduce ourselves on the last I know. episode as you
1: said it i realized
0: it. <laughs> i'm probably gonna Edited it in though so i'll just like copy one from another episode yeah well now you guys know Mm -hmm. it's all fake um so everything's fake (laughs) everything's fake i'm not even a real person i'm a dog
1: no Uh, i'm actually three dogs
0: inside a trench coat (laughs) so yeah yeah i'm a pomsky a corgi and an australian shepherd so Mm -hmm. that's with a severed human head Exactly, top. yeah. So exactly. I just found his head in a dumpster. That's why it looks so bad. Mm-hmm. So were <laughs> he talking were you like a puppet? <laughs> yes, yes. I have strings. Yeah. Um so uh as you know, our podcast is about true crime Latin America. And what mm-hmm. are we talking about today, Carol?
1: We're talking about the <laughs> immense larger than life case of the death of daniela pedis which i feel like it is the biggest crime case of i always say that brazilian case is a big brazilian case big brazilian case big but this is i think the big one the biggest like entrenched in everyone's memory pop culture
0: culture and everything else because it's phew, Huge, it's like ginormous, and Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't. So, you might remember last episode we Mm -hmm. teased you when Carol said that this was my big case. (laughs) I wouldn't, I would say that this is the case, probably of the cases that I've personally done research on, probably one of the biggest, um, in uh, terms of the repercussion. And the impact of the case, but but my friends, but but like my butt, there are still two cases that I have on my list that mm-hmm. one it literally personally affected me emotionally, and the second one, which if you are Brazilian, you're probably gonna guess the right case, it has to do in a way with the current president. Not that he committed it, but there was, at the time of the case, something happened with the current president. I'm Brazilian,
1: and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, is it the one with the the rape? And the... Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to cut that out.
0: Okay, yeah. But... So, um, can you tell us which case we're talking about today, Kara? The name of the case? As I said, the... T- <laughs> the
1: death of Daniela Pettis. Of course, of course, of Ooh. course. I totally forgot yeah, that she I mean, said that. It's fine. We repeat ourselves all the time.
0: I'm not high, I promise. So <laughs> <laughs> so uh this outline was based on information gathered from quite literally a three hour T V news uh footage compilation that I found on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's literally just three hours of news. Like if I took the time to write down every single news program within that video i yeah, we would be here so for many. an hour um, And like
1: i don't i just want to say i don't regret watching a compilation for a second yeah because it was worth it, it. kind <laughs> of sends me back you know to like years of your just watching brazilian tv like the old Mm-hmm.
0: like in the people and you're
1: like oh my god look at them they're so young
0: yeah no totally because like yeah. most of the people within that compilation are still like news anchors right now mm-hmm. so it's like and very weird and... Hmm? yeah and the
1: actors and yeah everyone, exactly like...
0: exactly yeah and um yeah. it was also based on an episode of global Reporter especial which global Reporter mm-hmm. is a, a, a TV program that is shown um, every Friday if, if they haven't changed it uh, and as well as um, a grande reportagem, which were both hosted by the late and great Marcelo Rezende he was uh, mm-hmm. an investigative uh, reporter and then turned news anchor he actually presented Linha Direta our near and dear Linha Direta for a few years um, and mm-hmm. he passed away uh, a few years ago, which was really sad. Oh, by the way, I found out mm-hmm. that Linha Direta, I've been saying that it's like Americans most wanted, but mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia, it's very similar to Unsolved Mysteries, which I had not made the mm-hmm. connection before. And now it makes total sense. And I feel like an idiot. Yeah, but it's not just Unsolved
1: Mysteries,
0: you know? Yeah, well, but. So it, it's that's like what similar, Wikipedia but said.
1: similar in a way.
0: Yeah. Um yes. and also Wikipedia for dates mm. and blah blah blah. Because we always use yeah. So <coughs> let's dive <coughs> into this. <coughs> Which I mean, let me just comment
1: on something. I cannot fathom how this is not one of your favorite cases. Oh. Favorite no. cases because I, it I, I, it no. blends in like, you know, it like your two favorite things, like
0: novellas and murder. <laughs> yeah. You no, 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 no. I like How? I I I don't love the murder part, but I've like this case has been like, with me know, for a while because I'll tell you guys something in the end. But um, okay. I since it happened before I was born, and I only like gain knowledge of it really like afterwards. It didn't impact mm-hmm. me as much. Also because yeah. I used to watch news pieces on this. But I never knew the details of what happened. I knew that a murder Mm -hmm. took place and I knew roughly the situation, but not as deep. So I wasn't impacted. Like the other two Mm -hmm. impacted me more because I was grown in a way and aware. Yeah, if you're
1: old enough to like remember.
0: Yeah. But this
1: one... um I don't know if you like. I don't feel like input that on the outline, but it's like it affected everyone because yeah. it was someone that everyone people loved. saw every day. Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. someone, and yeah. I feel like it's important to address that just before we jump in too much. But Brazilian like culture and society revolves around novellas. Yep, in a mm-hmm. way. Yep, because exactly. the way that the system is with like television and stuff, every TV set. If you have like an antenna and everything. You have access to Global, which yep. is the television like network, and Global produces novellas, right? Yeah. So you have the soap op- you have like at least three or four soap operas going around, like you know, at any given time, right? Four. Different four. times. Four. But this is no like five because a va-
0: pena ver val- de novo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you have like you know at the like. Later hours of the day, you have, like, a few soap, soap operas and everyone watches it, you know? So you have a whole country talking about and watching the same shows mm-hmm. on a span of, like, months. So this yeah. is not like, you know, the one a new season of Stranger Things comes out and everyone binges it. And then you go, oh, my God, you have to watch Stranger Things. It's so good. Like, it's not that. It's something that people are emotionally invested in for months of their lives. Mm-hmm. And then... Next soap opera comes along, and it's the same actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> roughly, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you ever watched a Brazilian novella, you're going to notice that. It's the same people, and the stories, they move um conversations. They move. It's like, in the point that, like, if there's a nice name or something on a novella, Every like kid More gets kids that. with that name are going to be born. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it changes opinions. Like, you know, the, the novellas they, like, talk, is not just, you know, a over-the-top love story, like, for us, like, they talk about several different themes and several different story yeah. arches, and, like, it's something that is completely huge. So imagine when, like, a crime happens, and everyone's already super involved with, you know, novellas, famous people's, like, life. Yeah, and, you know, it's... You guys are gonna see. <laughs>
0: you guys yeah, are gonna see. so, so kind of derailed. just to uh, I added as on the outline and I'm glad like Carol said that piece. Mm-hmm. Um so when we say novellas within this episode, we're talking about soap operas, also known as mm-hmm. telenovelas. We're not talking about the book novellas Just so like you a guys novel yeah just yeah. so you guys don't get confused. Because it's just like easier for her for us to say novellas because that's mm-hmm. how Brazilians call telenovelas anyway yeah, so them so diving into this our victim um and also you might notice on on the cover of this and as well as the title of the episode it will just say daniela perez um mm-hmm. when i was researching this case a lot of people added her murder's name her murder murderer's name to the title of like the news pieces like daniela and such and such and it's not Which is just absurd mm-hmm.
1: like that and showing pictures of like their scenes and her like their, yeah. like shots as like a couple or whatever yeah yeah it's just absurd to be like
0: yeah so you know, this is not that. his case uh he can rot in no. hell for all i care but i'll talk more about him dude i hope he's listening to this and i hope you ever like he like
1: listens to us talking shit about it because like you deserve it i'm so sorry
0: yeah so daniela ferrante perez gazzola was born on august 11th 1970. her mother is a novella author gloria perez whose work is critically mm-hmm. acclaimed both in brazil and outside of the country you listener might know her name as she wrote caminho das indias also known as india a love story. Or Camino de las Indias, mm-hmm. for which she won an Emmy. Like everybody, yeah, which if a you've a seen novellas, novel. telenovelas, you know this, because if blew you've up. seen
1: any Brazilian telenovelas, yeah. uh, El Clon too is Glória Perez. So if you've seen any Brazilian telenovela, you've seen a Glória Perez. Yeah,
0: because she is
1: like. Which the Indian one is just, I think it's hilarious. Like trying to see <laughs> Latin people playing Indian people. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like this is not okay. Like, what are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, it's so, not, but, like, she's really, really right.
0: famous. And most yeah, of her, but... um, most of her novellas involve some sort of social aspect, like, um, what was that one? Uh, she had one, fuck, I forgot, with Morena. What was the novel? No, oh, coming um, Salve Jorge. Salve Jorge, like, Salve Jorge yeah. deal- dealt with, uh, human trafficking, uh, ocloni. Mm-hmm. um, Dealt with, with like cloning. spousal, yeah. yeah, spousal abuse, and like there was some aspect of like, like drug use. So she always mm-hmm. tries to like incorporate those things within her story, mm-hmm. uh, which is and it
1: starts a conversation shift, yeah,
0: opinions, yeah, in the public, which is yeah. like really good. So, uh, Daniela became involved with the art scene at the age of five when she started taking dance lessons at the uh. A dance academy owned by Carlota Portela. She's a very famous dancer in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Later on, she would join one of the most famous dance companies from Rio, uh, which was called Vacilo According to her best you can't friend. Love the name. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't know how to translate that. Vacilo Danso. Danso. Basically, like you snooze, yeah, you lose. Basically. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But with dance. Yeah. According to her best friend, Adriana, Daniela enjoyed slow choreographies in which she could display her emotions. So, like, mm-hmm. that's really what she was into. In 1989, yeah. she was hired to participate on the novella Kananga do Japão, where she played a tango mm-hmm. dancer. Like, she didn't have any lines. She just pl- played a tango dancer. And her dance partner was actor Hau Gazola. See, see where I'm mm-hmm. going with this? You see where I'm going with this. <laughs> they clicked instantly and would get married the following year. Also in 1990, the following year, uh, her dance group was invited by Heiji Global, which we've talked about here before. They're like the biggest network mm-hmm. in Brazil, TV network. Um, so her dance group was invited to play dancers on the novella Barriga de aluguel, which was written by Gloria, her mom. Daniela... But she had a role in Bahiga Jogel, right? Yeah, so Daniela, she actually auditioned individually to avoid Mm -hmm. bias. And she landed her first official character, which was a girl named Chuji, a.k.a. Klo, who was a dancer in the Copacabana Cafe because they had, like, a cafe in the novella. She proved herself to be very talented and charismatic So her character's presence within the story was uh increased. So she wasn't she was supposed to have like a very minimal role, but people liked her so much that she ended up getting more lines and like a backstory.
1: Yeah, which is usually what happens with characters and actors and stuff. Yeah. They kind of like write the novella as it goes instead of like Exactly, exactly. Uh, They they yeah.
0: Especially in novellas, like I've seen characters be written out of novellas because people hated them so much Uh, like there was a novella called um, Mulheres Apaixonadas where one of the characters played this bitchy ass like young adult teenage girl and uh, she was played by Regiane Alves and Mm -hmm. Regiane Alves was getting death threats because people could not that's the problem with novellas in Brazil people don't know how to separate (laughs) fiction from reality so this girl got mm-hmm. slapped she couldn't walk her dog she couldn't go anywhere because people were threatening her yeah this is how involved people are with novellas with novellas in Brazil yeah mm-hmm. uh so during her time in Barriga de Aluguel she also caught the attention of Denis Carvalho uh, I think he's a is he a writer or a producer or a director I don't fucking know but he's like mm, a big shot um And she was invited by him to start on his new telenovela, O Dono do Mundo, in 1991, where she played Iada, who was the protagonist's sister. And the protagonist Mm -hmm. on that novella was Gloria Pires, who's like, one of the most famous actresses in Brazil. Yeah.
1: I see a lot of people, like, talking about Daniela, and they talk about nepotism and how, like... Yeah. Um because her mom is, like, the most prestigious novella author out there that she's getting some kind of... But I really don't think it is. I mean, maybe she got, like, an easier start. But yeah, because
0: connections. Honestly. But she auditioned for all yeah, her roles.
1: It, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like it would be if maybe she got, like, a central, like, main character role, like, her first run. Yeah. But no, like, she's working it up just like every single other... um actor that worked for the thing at the time. So, yeah. It's, yeah. So, the following year, now recognized face by the public, Daniela landed a role of Yasmin in the telenovela De Corpia Alma, which means of body and soul, which was also written by Claudia, her mom. She, once again, played the sister of the protagonist, who was played by Cristina Oliveira, Oliveira, and was admired by local goth Reginaldo, who- was played by eddie johnson who followed her everywhere so throughout the early 90s she was the best one of the best candidates for the spot of namoradinha do brazil which was pre- um previously occupied by regina duarte so namoradinha do Brasil, i think it's like you know the actress that everyone loves and like you know the always plays a girl world. yeah yeah, always the good girl. And I mean, for uh this Jacorpia Alma, the novella, um, she wasn't the main character. Like mm-hmm. she had a role her own like storylines and stuff, but she was it, it's not like a comic relief. Yeah. But she her um storyline wasn't as traumatic as like, you know, uh novella like as it was it's more like real life almost. Mm-hmm. And I mean I mean I think I'm gonna talk about that later. Talk
0: so, about Reginaldo. <laughs> talk about yeah, no, regional. <laughs> yeah, no, Reginaldo
1: Yeah. No, The thing it was like a different um it's like the comic relief of the of the novella. Yeah. You know, all novellas they have like a central they have like many storylines, but it's like a central like love story kind of thing that moves the whole novella and it doesn't get resolved until like the very end. Mm-hmm. But there's more you know in between and um daniela's character yasmin had at least three love interests yeah you know there was reginaldo which is the goth kind of like guy that follows around like the scenes i saw of reginaldo he goes like he sh- like yasmin goes down the stairs and the reginaldo's there like at her house yeah and then he bring picks up like her hairbrush gets the hair out of the hairbrush like smells him which i mean i've seen daniela saying stuff like you know it's not like he's never gonna be a option for yasmin but if it is gonna be something like the very last chapter then they'll get together it's like an ongoing storyline like will reginaldo ever get her which is the way i describe this sound like a creep but it's like he's like a misunderstood like goth kid Mm -hmm. which is something that um wasn't portrayed in other novellas you know Mm -hmm. like one of the themes is his uh being different like the character yeah and yeah and there was that there was uh like the good guy kind of thing and the bad guy kind
0: of thing which you'll get (laughs) uh, in a little bit yeah and uh also um jacopi alma a body and soul um if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. it was a, a novella about this girl who gets like a transplant from a woman who died, and then like her husband falls in love with the new person that has the organ. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: The it's yes Daniela's character's sister. Yeah, she it's like the first she is about to get married to someone, but she's like, no, I'm not gonna get married, and she's wanting to like be with this guy that she was once before, who's like a stripper. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing, too. There's like a strip club in that novella, which is whoa, a strip club. Yeah. You know, which is one of the themes that is. So the novella is really about organ uh, transplants and strip clubs, which just sounds like the, it's like two things that don't have anything yeah. to do with each yeah. other. But it's the the themes in the novella, like, uh, you know, talking about. So this guy, he's like a judge or whatever, he um, falls in love with this woman. And, like, they're about to get together, or they break up, and then she gets killed, like, immediately after. And then... Sorry. And then her heart goes to the, um, lady. Yes, my sister. And they... Yeah. They get together, not knowing the connection, and they find out the connection. Yeah. Like, you know, I wonder if there's any emotion in this heart that I got, this new
0: heart. You yeah. Know? And, also, one more thing, before Carol continues. Jacopi Alma okay. was what we call novela das oito. So, mm-hmm. we have, as of right now in Brazil, we have <sighs> Vale a Pena Ver de Novo, uh, which is mm-hmm. like two in the afternoon, which is reruns of uh, old telenovelas. Yeah. Then we have Malhação at five or 5.30, which is a teen drama type of thing. Then we have the six o'clock novella, which is usually like more comic. The seven it's o'clock- more like a
1: PG novella.
0: Yeah, the seven o'clock novella, mm-hmm. It's like drama and comic mixed in together. Then we have the news. The national news. Then we have at 9, because it starts at 9, even though they call it the 8 o'clock telenovela. Yeah. The 8 o'clock telenovela. Which is the most important out of all of Mm -hmm. these. It's the one that has the most Mm -hmm. uh, critical acclaim. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the one that like the no one, one will miss. Watches. Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah. watches that. So, just so you know the importance of this telenovela. Mm-hmm. So, Di Corpo y Alma would be Daniela's
1: last telenovela. At least for the foreseeable future. Uh, on Christmas Day, 1992. On the Roberto Carlos special. Which... Roberto I don't know. Like... It's something that just happens every year. It's like a ritual. I don't know if the year will actually start if we don't do this. But there's this singer, Roberto Carlos. Roberto Carlos gets, gets like a Christmas special. Every and, year. And, you know, every year. And then every year we make the joke, like around, you know, mid-December. Oh my god, it's almost about time to defrost Roberto Carlos exactly. getting out. The special. And it's amazing. And I love it. And like he sings and uh, anyways, um, Daniela made an um, appearance on the special where she played Mary, aka, you know, the um, mom to the Jesus Christ, <clears throat> doing a section of the program. So you, it's kind of like eerie and creepy. Not creepy, but like, you know, you look at the, like, you know, her shots and she's mm-hmm. like all like lit and she's like, oh, and it's like, yeah. dude, uh, I don't know. So, and Daniela and Raul, her husband, planned on actually having a child at the end of 1993. 1993 and the beginning of 1994. Their plan was to tour the country with a play that they were producing throughout 1993. As a way to save some money. And then have the child with all the money cash. And he said a lot too. Like, you know, you just started on TV. Like, you ha- if you have a kid right now, mm-hmm. that's going to, like, ruin your career. So, let's wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Have some money saved up, and then you make a comeback later. Which I mean, that's very considerate. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they would do the the play together. By the way, I think it was like a musical. Yeah. Thing because they were both um musically inclined person, not dancing. No, a musical inclined person, like
0: from musicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on December twenty eighth, nineteen ninety two, Daniela headed to the studio to record because uh as Mm -hmm. we said like telenovelas are aired six days a week so there's a lot of taping to be done yeah (laughs) like a lot um Mm -hmm. one of her love interests in the novella was the bus driver bita who was obsessed with yasmin her character and their relationship displayed a degree displayed a degree of abuse Behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, the actor who played Bira, Guilherme de Padua, displayed the same degree of obsession when it came Mm -hmm. to Daniela. He harassed her on a daily basis in an effort to gain her favor and thus have her petition to her mom to increase his importance within Mm -hmm. the story. Because,
1: yeah, because again, it's not like they're the the main couple on the telenovela. They're like they could write his character out and the plot wouldn't change Exactly. Much. You know, he's not... Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that that was going to be most most likely the thing that was going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, because... how it was going? Yeah. We will tell you why in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little sidebar to talk about this piece of shit. Gidehme was 23 years old in 1992. He was born in... Minas Gerais, my home state. For once, Uh the murderer is not from Carol's city. And he was married to 19-year-old Paulo Tomas. He had worked... Yeah, 19. 23 and 19. He had worked in multiple plays where he typically played the role of a male escort or the role of a murderer. Which, Mm -hmm. the irony. Which doesn't say much, but
1: then... Something happens, right? So. Yeah.
0: None of his mm-hmm. roles were really major. Um, he met Paula while he was working on the play Blue Jeans, where he played an escort. Um, and according mm-hmm. to some of his co-workers, like actor Mauricio Sumata, who's very famous, um, mm-hmm. became very arrogant and he wouldn't accept not being the star of the show at every waking moment. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, like, can yeah, you you've... can you imagine working with someone like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you can say that he's like a person that has ambition, but like... No, it but it was a point obnoxious. You don't know your place, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, so this made working with him very difficult in the eyes of the other actors in that play. Uh, Jacopo Yalma was the second novella that he worked on. I forgot the name of the other one, but it, it was like, if he's a side random dude yeah. right now, can you imagine what he was on the other telenovela? That's how mm-hmm. pathetic yeah, and... How much of a nobody this guy was. Yeah. So. Continuing on. Continuing on with the facts. On December 28th. Guilherme and Daniela recorded the scene. Of the breakup between their characters. Mm-hmm. Guilherme physically panicked. And started crying. But like sobbing. Mm-hmm. Like not like a little bit of tears. Mm-hmm. He was sobbing. He looked for Daniela around the studio, going to her dressing room several times, according to the housekeepers. Once he finally found Mm -hmm. her, he gave her three notes, which witnesses said that she put in her fanny pack while visibly nervous. So this creepy-ass dude who's harassing her flips his shit, (laughs) starts crying. I would be afraid. I'm sorry. If you were, like, borderline stalking me and you start bawling your eyes out, out of nowhere... Mm -hmm. Like, I'd be like, yo, take a chill pill. And I don't know. I
1: saw some scenes of him, like, not on that day, but, like, that scene that he's, like, trying to talk to her and she's breaking up with him. He looks visibly, like, he, he yeah. looks like he has food poisoning or something. Like, he, you can see that there's, he's acting, like, you know, normal. But, like, he's pale, like, his eyes are, like, bugging out, like, weird. I don't know. He doesn't look like himself.
0: Usually. Yeah. So, Daniela mm-hmm. spoke to one of the housekeepers and she told her that she couldn't believe how some people behave and how they take things the wrong way. Uh, then, like, mm-hmm. another housekeeper asked her, like, what's going on? Why are you so nervous? She was like, uh, forget about it. And didn't say anything. So, meanwhile,
1: in the parking lot, uh, a little before 9pm, a studio employee walked by Guillermo's car and he saw that there was something in the back and it was like covered by like a sheet or something something went and it was big and the student play even thought that like Guillermo was going to spend New Year's out or something and that was like his luggage and it was like a lot of things and was packing or something. So little little did he know that um, the sheet was covering Paula. Guilherme's husband. Uh, no, wait, wife. <laughs> According to the employees of the building, uh, where the couple lived, Guilherme and Paula loved together, and she was carrying a sheet and a pillow. I mean, we know Steph has a car pillow, but I think that's like a little, a <laughs> little a different over type that. of bill.
0: Okay, don't, don't talk bill. about my car pillow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: At 9, Daniela leaves the studio and Guilherme follows behind. She was on her way to a rehearsal. So, I mean, that's how hard working she is. She just worked all day long. And it's like 9. She's going to a rehearsal like 10 or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Isn't that like exhausting? Yeah, but she was very dedicated. So
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, kudos to her, man. So, Daniela leaves the studio and Guilherme follows-, follows her. She was wearing a black top and jeans, while while he was wearing a red t-shirt and mm-hmm. jeans. Two children approached him and asked for a picture. They took a picture with her. They took a picture with him. So it's eerie how we can see someone right before they murdered another person, and like a picture of someone right before they died. Yeah. And we have the picture and we have video. Yep. And she looks not. She doesn't look too hot on that picture. No, it she tell you like,
0: she looked like something was chasing her.
1: <laughs> yeah, she looks like she's a go ghost, ghost. Like, she's not doing good. So, a security guard saw them talking while leaning on her car. Then each of them got into their respective cars and
0: left. Oh, and also, Guillermo's picture, he is smiling like he just won the lottery. So, there's
1: that. Yeah. I mean, Guilherme creeps me out a lot because also he looks just like my ex. Really? Anyways. So now, there's a few different versions of the crime itself. And we'll discuss four of them. The first version was presented by the police at the time. In this version, Guilherme... Oh my god. So sorry. Hmm? I think this is the first time I let my accent ruin a name like that. Guilherme? Guilherme? Guillerme and Daniela stopped their cars in a remote location and started arguing. Paula exited the car and jumped into the argument just like that. Guillerme, as a martial arts practitioner that he is, put Daniela on a like rear naked choke. No, yeah, neck
0: choke or naked choke? Rear Rear naked naked choke. I asked my friend who does jiu jitsu. This is how much I love this podcast. You guys. Okay. No problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Paula then unsuccessfully tried to stab Daniela's neck with a screwdriver. She went back in the car and grabbed a pair of scissors. Gidemi dragged Daniela into a shrubland as she was unconscious. At this point, um, Paula started stabbing her with the scissors. After she had stabbed her a few times... Gillespie grabbed the scissors and she, so he could stab her too. I'm sorry, just really hard to tell something that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. (laughs) Right? It's, I'm having a hard time. Initially, it was said that Daniela had been stabbed 12 times. Eight times in the heart and four in the left lung. However, a 2012 report cited her as having been stabbed 19 times. They hit the scissors under the seat of the car and Guilherme altered his license plate using black tape. A lawyer named Hugo da Silveira drove by the scene and thought something was off, suspicious with the cars just stopped at, like, you know, uh, you know nowhere, so he wrote down the license plate number. He also identified Paula as having been in the scene.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which this guy is so He's such an idiot Like he literally Imagine scotch tape But black scotch tape That's what he used To alter his plate And he didn't think anyone would notice No
1: The license plate was like LM something And like the letters in Brazilian um, Plates Like plates At the time And still today But like it's different But still at the time They're kind of like boxy Mm -hmm. You know so it's not like thin, but still the the letters was like L M something something. He changed it to O M. Yeah. So yeah. he just did like another L. Basically, it completed the O. Yeah. Which <laughs> it doesn't. That's he not how describes it works. Work with that as good, but yeah, the way, no. Was he like, thought did, he was it, on the so and it was so <laughs> Yeah. He was like,
0: I'm I mean, so I not guess if you
1: see it from far away, but like you know, like. Uh,
0: so, why would 19-year-old Paula do something like this? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why are you randomly going to stab some girl mm-hmm. who did nothing, by the way, who your husband was harassing? So, according to witnesses, Paula was extremely jealous to the point where she would shut off the TV if there was a scene between Guilherme and Daniela on. Mm-hmm. She forced and i'm putting quotes on force because i don't think you can force someone I th- yeah. Like i don't think like it doesn't like in my head i cannot fathom her mm-hmm. forcing him but that's what it was said that she forced him into a loyalty pact only 10 days before the murder at which point he tattooed her name on his chest and she tattooed his on her crotch wait did he tattoo her name on, her, on his penis I thought it was his chest
1: no it was his penis Steph really that's why? like one of the highlights of this case
0: why did I think it was anyway so
1: I I'm mean sorry. I
0: c- it's a lot better I wish it was his chest why did I think it was his chest I don't know um so yeah only 10 days before they murdered her and according to actress Fabiana Sa. Who worked with Guillermi, She had asked him how Paula felt about the scenes between him and Daniela, and he stated that Paula had cursed Daniela and said that she wanted to kill her. On the night of the murder, Paula was four months pregnant, and she quickly confessed. Mm-hmm. So, once in custody, Guilherme came up with a new version of the facts. Uh, he actually like. Has so many versions of this, but now he—it seems like he's stuck to one, which we will get yeah. into later. But like at the time where now all that of this was a happening, a lot of time to think about it, I guess. Yeah, no, but at the time that this whole thing happened, he was like releasing a new version of the facts like every day. So in this version, he said that him and Daniela had argued, and she started crying, and then he went into his car. To get a handkerchief handkerchief, because he's such a gentleman. So he went there (laughs) to like aid her in this trying time, to offer her an egg in this trying time. Anyone watches our sunny? Anyway, so he went into the car to get a handkerchief in the glove box. It was then that shocker, Daniela, grabbed the scissors and tried to stab him. Because of course she would. That's a natural thing that someone who's having an argument and who is crying will do. Try to stab you. Because she's crazy, right? Yeah, she's fucking nuts. Um, He got nervous and put her on a rear naked choke, which I'm sorry, if someone has scissors and and you are a man who practices martial arts, he was very strong, very fit, obviously bigger than Mm her and she's coming at him allegedly with scissors and your first thought is to put them on a chokehold. Yeah. Like which I think that's the only thing that might be true about his
1: all his timelines because the only thing that he keeps repeating. Yeah. The very naked chokehold. Yeah. So I feel like that's the one thing that we can assume happened.
0: Yeah. So thinking that he had quote unquote accidentally asphyxiated her. He grabbed the that scissors the and in a, in a, in an attempt to "quote" unquote save her. He tried to open a hole in her neck so she could breathe once a th- again. Cuz that's a natural I thing. don't think that's the how the human body works. No, care, that's you choke someone by accident? Just put a hole in their neck. They'll be fine. They're going to breathe again. That's 100% proved. chore. Like Who the fuck thinks like so once his quote unquote attempt failed, he tried to make the scene look like a robbery followed by murder by stabbing her and getting rid of her purse. Because that, again, is the natural flow of things. You don't call the police. You don't try to explain things. You just like stab people and leave them for dead. According to witnesses, Daniela had $6,000, US dollars, and the notes from Guilherme inside her purse at the time she left the studio. A defense attorney. Of course, she got rid of the purse. Yeah, of course. A defense attorney who initially took the case stated that he believed everything had been a big accident. It was all an accident. However. I assure you, one thing. This is all yeah. a big accident. However, like, he ended up not staying on the case because him and Guilherme's family could not come to a financial agreement. Which, if you believe that this guy is being honest and he's being falsely like accused of premeditated mm. murder, why don't you work for free? Why don't you do this pro bono? Like, if you really believe yeah. that he was innocent,
1: it's almost as if the case is really bad and it will require a lot of work and you're like, guess yeah. what? I don't get out of bed for $200. For less than $200. Yeah. So, not. So. I mean, that was, a, sorry, that was a Drake and Josh quote. Sorry. <laughs> so Daniela's family hired attorneys to help the DA's office. They came up with the following version of events. Guilherme left the studio with Paula hidden inside the car Witnesses stated that he stopped at the gas as at a gas station and waited. Daniela drove by in her car and Guilherme started following her. Once his car was beside hers, he silenced her to pull over and parked behind her car, then um, exited his car. Guilherme opened her door and punched her, dislocating her jaw. He got in her car and forced her into the passenger seat while holding a pair of scissors to her neck. Paula jumped out of the backseat and started driving Guilherme's car. Once they arrived at the crime scene, he put her on a rear naked choke again and dragged her into the shrubland. And Paula was the one who started stabbing Daniela. This version of the facts is now partially corroborated by the police. Crime scene investigators found no evidence that Guilherme had been in Daniela's car. The bruise on her face uh, was also yellowish, so it couldn't have been from exactly that day. Um, The medical examiners concluded that Daniela had died because of the stab wounds and not through asphyxiation. Once Guillermo and Daniela took their pictures with the children, like outside of the set, remember that? And uh, they talked, whatever. Guillermo drove away and the man who had driven the children to the studio followed behind. He saw it when Guilherme pulled over to the side of the, world, the road near the gas station where Daniela stopped to fill her fill her tank up. Can you imagine just, like, following two celebrities
0: and they... Yeah, no, but, like, it's he like like a didn't murder. do it on purpose. It was, like, a major mm-hmm. avenue. Like, he had to mm-hmm. go through there and he just happened to see him pull over. But, like, can oh, no, you imagine that afterwards? Yeah, exactly. Whew. Yeah,
1: the gas station operators were worried with the, with Guilherme's Shady ass there, so they paid close attention to the scene, thinking that it might be he might be trying to rob her. Again, guys, this is a guy like this. How how <laughs> suspicious he looks. He is actually in everyone's TV set every day,
0: <laughs> and they still think he's like shady and doesn't look right. Yeah, because he was acting weird. Like who the fuck pulls over next to the the road and like and then you just watch a woman in her car like an eagle like a fucking creep but once they realized who the guy was they
1: backed away and they were like yeah it's fine actors don't do bad things it's Mm -hmm. alright so once she left the gas station Daniela's car was sideswiped she got out of the car, at which point he punched her, at which point she passed out. Two of the gas station operators allegedly witnessed the punch. He, uh, Guilherme then threw her in the back of his car, which Paolo drove to Huacanj do Portinari, which, which is, by the way, a deserted street, and they stopped by a vacant lot. Guilherme's defense said that she was the one who, who arrested him, by the way. He said that Daniela had said, he stated that Daniela had said that she wanted to kill Paula. Yeah, right. Cut her into pieces and bury her in six different locations. That's oddly specific.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> At-
1: attorney Artur Lavini started Oh my god, say that five times fast. Hang on. Attorney At- Attorney. At- uh, attorney uh, art attorney artur lavini stated <laughs> stated in 1992 that when the victim is a woman the perpetrator always tries to paint her as the villain and someone who's evil and provocative driving the man to commit a crime of course yeah. i mean i personally have been the motive of basically i don't know 76 homicides but you guys don't know about that.
0: Yeah. And like, this is in 1992 in Brazil, which is a fucking sexist yeah. ass country. That's a pretty progressive thing to say. Yeah. In 1992. like, yeah. And he, he said, like, he was outraged because this is the excuse that they always use. So. I'm yeah, just saying that, like,
1: Daniela was harassing ar- him. Like, there's when no When you have people that, that like, work with you. That, like, no one will attest to that, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, did he really think this bullshit would stick? Because it is. Just the
1: fact that he thought that any... Um, I don't know. I feel like he's just bullshitting, like... His way Left life. and right, just to see what sticks, honestly. Because it's, like, absurds followed by absurds, you know?
0: Yeah. So, if it was proven that they had planned the murder, which... From the sounds of it, like what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't it was this was totally premeditated. Like there's no way this was yeah. an impulse kill. Uh Guilherme and Paula would stay behind bars for uh oh, was if it was proven that they hadn't planned the murder. They would mm-hmm. stay behind bars for two years. Two years. Stab someone nineteen times for no fucking reason other than you are a fucking dick, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they were convicted, however, the maximum sentence would be 30 years. But, because Brazil, because of Brazil's lenient laws, they wouldn't stay in Mm -hmm. prison for more than six years. Because, we've we've talked about this before, extensively, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, interviewed in bella
1: no but like the the thing too is that that time and we'll i think we'll touch on that in a little bit too but that time the laws were different and it's because they are like it's their first time committing a crime yeah
0: yeah and good behavior and all that bullshit
1: yeah so i mean you guys are gonna see how much time they actually spend in jail but like this yeah. was the most outrageous part about this case. I think <laughs> the sentencing, like the way that pe- people can benefit from the loss.
0: Yeah, the wrong people because the poor people mm-hmm. who steal shampoo bottles or steal a loaf of bread mm-hmm. because they're hungry, oh, they'll stay in jail. They'll still in- mm-hmm. stay in jail for a really good time. But mm-hmm. um, interviewed in Belo Horizonte, my hometown. Shout out Belo in 2012, by the late and great Marcel Hizengi, Guilherme Mm -hmm. stated that he had participated in Daniela's death. He alleged that if she died prior to being stabbed, then it really was him who killed her. However, he didn't want to talk about the crime for a really long time because people just didn't believe him. He wanted to be presented with proof and then He would talk to anyone based on the proof Mm -hmm. that they presented to him. Can we just have a moment to talk about this? Like, like, the audacity. (laughs) Like, my God. And Kara has seen this interview as well as I have. Can you talk about myself in this interview, Kara? I think we should just
1: present the public with a screenshot of the interviewer's face <laughs> when he's like hearing all these lies it's like it's hilarious because it's like the the guillermo is like describing what allegedly happened mm-hmm. like you know like doing like he's acting it out you know he's literally acting it out like he's playing a dead body and it's like here's what happened It's like acting yeah. the whole thing out and then the, Marcel's like sitting back on his chair like you know with his chin to his chest Like, you know, eyes, like, looking at him, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, seriously, it's the funniest Mm. face I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And it's,
1: like, I don't know, I don't know if anyone can watch that interview, or just the guy talking, like, and buy it. Like, I've never seen a lie so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, you know, those, like, videos of, like, a kid with, like, Sharpie all over his face, and it's, like, oh, did you get to the Sharpie drawer? And the kid's, like, nope. That's like, exactly what the thing looks like. The interview.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Honestly,
1: We'll post so, a, pic, a screenshot of the
0: guys' face so you guys we can We will an take idea. and post but, it on yeah. um, our page. So, according to Guilherme, and we promised that this is the last version we'll discuss for the time <laughs> being because there's so many of them. Yeah. So, prior to the night of the crime, Paola, his wife, had told him that it was him... Who was the one infatuated with Daniela? Because Daniela's husband, Hau Gazala, was way more attractive than (laughs) (laughs) Gideon. Like, can you imagine your wife telling you you're ugly? Basically, (laughs) like, listen, it get it gets worse. Listen, Mm. he stated that they were talking him and Daniela throughout the day. Because she was very sad and that she mentioned that he had noticed the bruise on her eye. Even though she had makeup on, um, he had noticed it. They arranged to meet up after leaving the studio in separate cars so they could talk more. Because, of course, they're they're besties, Carol. They're they're fucking besties. Yeah, and he says, like, we're
1: very close, actually. Yeah. It's like,
0: no, you're not. Shut up. This is exactly who she would be talking about her problems and feelings to. Mm-hmm. The guy who harasses and stalks her.
1: And he even says she was very insistent
0: yeah, on that they talking talk. to him. He yeah. didn't
1: want to talk to her.
0: Yeah, no, me? Talk to yeah. you? Who are you? So, he claims that he drove up to her car. So, like, they're next to each other. Mm-hmm. And she told him that she knew a place where they could talk and not be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: she's gonna go to a vacant lot lot me the tv star i I
0: hang out all the time yeah she's gonna go to a vacant (laughs) lot on a deserted street and talk to this guy about her thoughts and feelings and her love life (laughs) of course yeah because he was trying to hint that her husband was abusing her basically so which is just
1: so so much bullshit
0: exactly So he said that the fact that Daniela was willing to talk to him inflated his ego since Paula had called him ugly. So he was, like, feeling himself. Now that Daniela, oh, see? She wants to talk to me, Paula. You said I was ugly? Well, guess who's ugly now? So while uh, they talked, Daniela told him that... um, Oh, I'm sorry. Once he parked the car near the vacant lot. He left the door open so that Paula could hear the conversation. While they talked, Daniela told him that she wanted the novella to end soon, which, why would she want that? It's like she was at the top of her game. Everybody knew her name. Like, what? Um, They both heard a noise inside the car. A random noise. Ooh, I wonder what that could be. He acted like he hadn't heard anything. Just put on his poker face and just pretended he didn't hear anything. But Daniela looked in the direction of the car, like, mm, "What's going on?" So, and this is
1: him telling the story. By the way, he stretches out, out, he stretches that point to last like about twenty minutes when he's talking. Yeah, acting out every single expression Daniela made and acting yeah. out every single how he reacted to the noise and making like, little noise like, <laughs> "Yeah," that's the way he talks. It sucks. I hate you
0: yeah so um paula jumped out screaming out of the car and arguing and Daniela looked at him confused and like this is like my favorite part of that (laughs) shitty ass interview because he mimics her and then he said that like he shrugged in her direction and he was like oops like what? <laughs> Oops. What the fuck? <laughs> like what? Like I was just like, what are you? What kind of drugs is this guy this on? Like, give me all of the drugs. Absolute worst. So uh, oh, the yeah. women started arguing naturally, and Paula tried to jump Daniela because this is what women do, right? We argue. We, we argue. Jump, we, we have cat naturally every day. Yeah. Once the fight was started, listen, listen, listeners. If you're not mm. outraged by this bullshit story. You will be now. He tried to pull them apart. And you know how he tried to put an end to the fight? You know how? Mm. Well he grabbed mm. onto Daniela by the neck and pulled her away from Paula <laughs> while at the same time pushing his wife away. So he's he what he was trying to justify is the um the chokehold. So he like imagine this look at the person in front of you if you're gonna stop mm-hmm. a fight between both of them you don't put your arm around their neck and pull them away you get in the middle and he said that like he wouldn't try to stop a fight by getting in the middle how the fuck else do you yeah, stop? yeah you a wouldn't
1: fight? do that no one stops a fight like that getting <laughs> in the middle
0: no yeah no you pull them by the neck you put them on the chokehold mm-hmm. pull them by the neck and push your wife away. Because he said that he was doing that. Because Paola was pregnant. And he was afraid that Daniela was going to kick her stomach. And she would lose the baby. Yeah,
1: Because Daniela's is known for kicking stomachs. Right? Yeah.
0: That's, so. Uh,
1: not, none of this makes any
0: sense. Yeah. So once Daniela was unconscious. He fell onto the ground. Because of the weight of her body.
1: And he x that out. By the yeah. way. Mm-hmm. It's like, can I get up? And he gets up and, like, like dram- dramatically falls down. Yeah. yeah. I don't, give him an Oscar. Just give him an
0: Oscar. <laughs> I'm going to give him a Razzie. Uh, when he looked down, her body was positioned strangely, which he also acts out. Mm-hmm. And then she he was tried crypt, to wake her up with no success. Can you tell listeners how he was trying to wake her up, Carol? He, like,
1: right? Yeah. No, what, yeah. What is it? He slapped yeah. her. He like he he it out him slapping his own face, like you know, and she was like all 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 cooked and all like you know soft, and he would like yeah. try to slap her, like this is me slapping my face. Oop. Yeah. Like slapping, and her head would go like you know to one side and the yeah. other, and then he realized
0: something was off. Yeah. Th- that reali- that's when you realize. That's when you realize. So, um, so he tried to wake her up with no success. Then he saw a car driving by and started thinking of how to get away from there because that makes sense. So if you're saying that all of this was an accident and like an argument, if you saw the car driving by, why did he flag the car down? Be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like something's wrong with my friend. Help me. Or mm-hmm. why did he just lift her and put her in the car? And took her to a hospital. Follows this was a a mere accident. So. He tried to lift Daniela. But he was too nervous. He said that his legs were shaking. So naturally Paula. Helped him drag her. Into the shrubland. Because that's what you do. That's what you do. Not into the car. Into the Mm shrubland. So. He said that that's when he got the idea to alter his plates. And while he was doing that, he lost sight of Paula. Where did Paula go? Where's Waldo? Don't know. So once he approached Daniela's b- body, he saw that Paula was bent over her with something shiny in hands. What is that? Is it a quarter? I wonder. Is it a diamond? <laughs> is it a diamond? Yeah. So according to him, Paula took the scissors to the scene, unbeknownst to him, and justified the stab wounds by saying that it would help police believe that the crime was committed by a crazy fan. Which that makes total Cause sense, this is what, right? Because this is what crazy fans do. They kill. Yeah, exactly. But like, it,
1: like... he. Go ahead. Sorry, no. Go Oh, uh, he goes on like saying like yo, but she was tabbing him. It's not like she was tabbing her out of like you know evil or malice. She was like biting her lips, and he makes the noise. <laughs> He's biting her, biting her lips like that, and she was like he had a, a horrible expression on because she was feeling sad. That she, she was, was feeling guilty. So girl.
0: I, I'm sorry. Does that make a difference? Exactly, and. Like, she's stabbing her
1: because she has to stab her. Like, it's not a choice.
0: And this whole thing of, like, her taking the scissors without his knowledge is pure bullshit. Because Mm -hmm. her dad, I think it was her dad. I watched too many fucking news pieces. (laughs) But it was someone, like, really close to them said that they always had scissors in their glove box. Which I think is super weird. (laughs) Because I've never seen anyone (laughs) do that. But to each their own. Yeah. But, like, yeah. trying to say that, oh, I didn't know the scissors, fuck you.
1: During the same interview, we loved the best video if we watched it at least 20 times, <laughs> Guilherme stated that a friend of Danielle's had called him later that night, asking about her, since she was the last person to see him. Once he was called onto the police station to testify, Raul crossed the street and hugged him sobbing uncontrollably have you seen the, the footage of him getting to the police station yeah, yeah. it's like the most heartbreaking thing ever yeah. and once police figured out that the plates had been altered the sheriff told guilherme that he needed to start talking however they had been talking for a while and he had stated that he was innocent he asked to make a phone call and called paula knowing that the police was listening in And he told her that he was confessing to the crime he committed and that he told the police that she had nothing to do with it since she had been at the mall for like nine hours. Mm -hmm. Paula screamed and told him that, that he should put the blame on her. While he testified, police picked Paula up at her house and told him that
0: no, why was it took I her writing t- him all the time? I was just mm-hmm. thinking about and stuff. No.
1: And took her to a different police station. He took the blame for the murder
0: and planned on killing himself in jail. Like the coward that he is. Such he even like explained yeah. how he was going to kill himself using his jeans.
1: Yeah. And then he explains why he didn't kill himself, which can we, should we even bother talking? Like
0: no, he can suck a dick. Let, uh, let's not give him more attention than we already have. Mm-hmm. So, Guilherme,
1: who to this day plays the victim, by the way, was sentenced to 19 years but stayed in prison for only 6 years and 9 months. Paula was sentenced to 18 years and 6 months. They both were set free in 1999. Their son, Felipe, was born in jail in 1993. That's a nice birth story. hmm They got divorced, and Paula married a rich man and now lives at the Copa, Copacabana, of course. <sighs> Which I just hate that she's living in a nice place. Yeah. Can I just say that? Guilherme moved back to Belo Horizonte and became a pastor... At the Batista de Lagoinha Church. Which... Now this is Steph's time to shine.
0: Sidebar. When I was Mm -hmm. little, I really wanted to be a dancer for the Batista de Lagoinha Church, which some of you may know because it was founded by the parents of very famous singer Ana Paula Valadão, also known Mm -hmm. for the group Diante do Trono. That's where it started. So I wanted to be a dancer ah, for them. I didn't know that. Yeah, I wanted to be a dancer because you none of you probably have seen no. any of their DVDs. But they have like dancers on stage. That was the thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a dancer for them. <laughs> and Batista da La Lagoinha is a ginormous church in Belo Horizonte. Diante <laughs> do Trono, within the evangelical community, it's like the biggest name, probably. Uh, it's a, a group. Mm-hmm. They sing um, songs and are homophobic on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I stopped listening to them because of that. Because uh mm-hmm. Paula, they moved to the U.S. as most rich people have been doing lately. Mm-hmm. And she made a very homophobic post about a Target ad. So I'm like, I'm not giving you... My business anymore. Because I I would still listen to their songs. They have Mm -hmm. beautiful songs. Like beautiful. And it's a church. Where a lot of rich people. Are involved. So he's Mm -hmm. probably making bank. Because being a pastor. At this specific church. That's a big deal. That's like a really big deal. Mm -hmm. And like if I. Didn't. As if I didn't have enough reasons. To like stay away from them. Like knowing that they. Mm -hmm. Have sponsored this piece of shit and they've given him a job fuck being a reformed prisoner fuck all of that like no yeah you you don't get to do that after you stab a girl 19 times so yeah I just exactly. wanted to like sidebar so you guys know <laughs> it's like it's one of those mega churches what's the name of that woman with the mega church here well they own a TV uh channel that's how big they are. They own a TV channel. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. I feel like some prisoners can be reformed, but it's like. Not him! <laughs> I feel like legislation was made for smaller crimes than this. We're talking about a guy who killed a famous person. And he got six years in prison, lived yeah. his life. He got married like two times
0: after the crime you know. And like, it's not even like, her family had every resource to fight for her. To keep him in prison. Yeah. Like. Exactly. And he didn't stay. Neither of them, not only him, but Paula as well, because she was just as guilty. Mm -hmm. But like, if someone as rich as Gloria Perez and as influential it's not just the was. riches but
1: like known like the being known and yeah someone no, if who someone you looked like, at every single night because she was on your television if
0: someone like that can't get justice like what about the rest of us common folk like yeah, you know
1: impunity yeah daniela's death affected the cast of jacopri alma personally as she was well liked by everyone They had to keep recording the novella as if she was alive for a few times because they record, you know, several scenes and they had already pre-recorded at least a few months worth of her scenes. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so they had to just keep on going as if, you know, and there's some footage of the actors like, you know, in between takes, like turn the emotions like on and off, you know, like they're saying the lines and then they like fall apart like two seconds later. It's heartbreaking. Claudia Pettis became an activist for a change in the law regarding the the heinous crimes like that. She collected over a million signatures petitioning that homicide uh, must be included in this legislation. Two things about this. First, let's go in order. Uh, They wrote Daniela out of the novella in a way that because her character was a dancer... Then she went to school in, like, Europe or something. Mm They sent her away. And the Guillermo's character was obviously also written out of the novella, but in a way that he just, like, disappeared, which is fine. You know, no one wants to see him. But the actors were kind of, like, begging for Claudia to just end the novella early. Yeah. Because it's, like...
0: It was torture. It was still heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, it was
1: torture. Because she worked with so many actors. She wasn't like a minor character, you know? She wasn't the lead actress, but she was friends with everyone. And it was like in a way that it was like the novel hadn't just started. They had tons of stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and also the with the law change thing. As we said, um, it's not like murder wasn't a thing, you know, and punishing crime wasn't a thing before in Brazil. But it was like a specific legislation that um, up until then, uh, certain crimes and certain types of homicide were not considered, you know, bad in the eyes of the law. You know, quotation marks. um, If they were like a first time offense, Mm -hmm. a first time offense. Yeah. And so she campaigned and she got a million signatures to change that. Uh, also in, like, she partnered up with three other moms. No, I think it was yeah, two other moms. I think one was from uh Brasilia and the other one from somewhere in the Northeast. I don't remember where that they had their kids murdered too. Mm-hmm. And uh, the killers were already out because the petition to change a law like this, um, you needed people from several different places, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. and so the campaign was done all around the country and i think it was more than a million it was like one million and like three hundred thousand signatures at a time that the internet wasn't what it is today
0: too the internet basically didn't exist in brazil in 92 (laughs) like it was very very few people who had access to the internet so
1: we're talking about physical signatures yeah which is just kind of mind-boggling. And that kind of shows also the influence. I saw like a uh, interview she did on Joe Suarez. And she was like, Alright, I brought you a piece of paper. And she pulls out the thing. She's like, okay, so this is going to stay at the program. And everyone you look at is going to sign it, okay? And then he's like, okay. And then she talks a little bit about the, the crime and stuff. Did you watch the interview?
0: No, I couldn't. Yeah. I, I couldn't uh, watch her. <laughs> like, I, I, that, That's too much for me
1: yeah i mean she is like hard as a rock man and she talks she talks a lot about that too and she says that like she when Daniela died all she wanted to do was like lock herself in Daniela's room and just like stay there but then she realized that she had that she had other kids to take care of and that like um her son was saying stuff like you know life's over now like you know and she was like she needs to show that life's not over yeah you know? so get this guys. She allowed herself a week of grieving before she went back to writing the novella. Mhm-, which is crazy, yeah yeah, and then she the the themes of the novella then started to include the whole penal system and the loss thing when she started to realize that um the killers might <laughs> come out of this impugn, which they did, yeah. You know, yep. And it's great that she was actually able to change the law. It didn't affect uh, Daniela's murder, but uh, affected many other Danielas for sure.
0: Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. And um, the novella was on for three, four months by the time she was murdered. So, can you mm-hmm. imagine watching someone for four months, six times a week? and then they're just gone. Yeah. That's why that's why her campaign was also very successful cuz mm-hmm. people were like, "No, that's our girl." Like, that's the girl. Yeah, exactly. She was like um, the girl to watch, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And um, so in March of 2002, the justice system, the court or whatever, determined that Gloria and Hau were entitled to compensation totally 500 monthly minimum wages which in brazil you get paid by the month so i didn't know how to like Mm -hmm. translate that other than saying monthly minimum wages (laughs) like it's not like here where there's a minimum hourly wage it's one minimum wage that you get a month and it's the same in every state it's not like here where you make six dollars in florida and 10 in massachusetts just getting just getting care so 500 mi- monthly minimum wages roughly rounded up to 440,000 mm. reais to each of them. Um, Powell mm-hmm. had to pay that to each of them. The decision okay. also awarded them payment for the money that they spent with Daniela's wake and her funeral, which was around mm-hmm. five monthly minimum wages, which I have no idea how much that is, as well mm-hmm. as the costs involved with the legal process and attorney's hours so it's a lot mm-hmm. of money however yeah. due to the slow justice system that settlement payment was delayed for several years gloria and haul filed a new civil suit asking for their compensation on april 29th 2016 and they finally won the petition so this is 24 years afterwards they were awarded this 14 years before this new petition, and nothing happened. That doesn't scream Brazil. I don't know what else. <laughs> this case is the biggest personification of Brazil. Yeah, ever. Like, so at that point, how stated, and I had to translate this. So if it doesn't make a mm-hmm. lot of sense, I'm sorry. My language is complicated. Um, <laughs> he said. What I can say is that no money in the world pays for murder. Money doesn't pay mm-hmm. for a murder. What I would like is to not get a single dime as long as the murderers were kept behind bars instead of walking around mm-hmm. enjoying life like the two of them are doing. In my opinion, murderers have to stay in prison. So that's what he said. Yeah. In he's this true, case, uh, the
1: thought no, but just the thought that like this guy like killed a like twenty two year old actress like you know the beginning of
0: her career, brutally killed too because it wasn't an yeah, easy exactly.
1: death. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and he was just able to like get out and basically go on in his life, get a new career or whatever, and like marry people and you know he's just the thought that like he goes to the grocery store goes to church like you know that he is out there sitting in a comfortable toilet it makes me kind of sick honestly yeah
0: and the, yeah. like she Paula doesn't speak to anyone about this like I've seen um, reporters like try to chase her down to her house and she won- will not talk but like she is living in a yeah. very affluent neighborhood <sighs> We're married to a rich man. Like, if she doesn't want to, she doesn't have to think about this at all. Because, you know, her money can just keep her away from all of this. I guess
1: what makes me so mad about this is the fact that Daniela's life is over, ended. uh, Claudia, how all the actors life were completely changed. Yeah. And, like, you don't move on from this you know exactly and you don't. they in the, the the killers were able to move on they were able to get different lives for them like yeah. you know they're they're able to do stuff after that you know it's like AC, acdc you know like it's after yeah there's it's it's just maddening
0: yeah and this case we talked about how big it was in brazil but it was actually big outside of brazil too yeah, they they were. like they ran a whole segment on um an American like major news um program uh for mm-hmm. I think it was for 4 minutes or something but they talked about 4 minutes entertainment yeah, like tonight page. had a piece so, on her. That's how big yeah. it was. Like
1: yeah
0: other Latin American countries they had news pieces based on this yeah, it because it was the,
1: the novella... Novella was airing in Portugal and I think Mexico too yeah like there so was, it was countries like a airing the novella simultaneously
0: yeah, yeah. It, this so, was like a big, dude. big deal and basically mm-hmm. nothing happened <laughs> so yeah yeah. now I want to go know. to Belo Horizonte and go to the church where he is a pastor and just egg him mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to egg him road trip road trip no
1: but I mean what sucks too about this case is how there's like so many kind of like unanswered questions you know like what's yeah. what happened like why, why does it why did it happen you know because yeah. we kind of know but like what's the truth right because you trust that we'll the police narrative is true I trust that, that is the most true but like for me it is premeditated no 100% you know 100% because I mean he had to like bring the scotch tape with him cut exactly the length and this you know everything to like adulterate the thing like he knew it was going to be like his last sa- scene with Daniela at that day you know and I think that's why he was crying because he knew he was going to murder her at that day. Like, at that yeah. point. He was yeah. like, this is the last scene that she's going to do. And he couldn't keep too much of a straight face. You know? And I do think that it was something... I mean, Paula definitely had something to do with it. In a way that it's like, you know, oh, are you serious about me? Are you serious about this? Well, then, you're going to have to kill her. You know?
0: Yeah. Prove it.
1: I do think he liked her at least just a little bit.
0: And, like... With Like, he's such an idiot that had he not acted like a creep, first of all, they probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have broken both of them up. But also, like, breaking up the characters doesn't mean that he's going to be written out. Maybe there's going to be a new storyline for him. says
1: that in an interview. He said, like, you are you're make your character, like, you're the actor. Yeah, Just make exactly. it so the public public likes you and stuff. You know? exactly
0: if the public likes you you can be like a random stranger on the street but if the public is like oh my god the stranger yeah. on the street I, I I need to see that person again then yeah like you stay on the novella so yeah. and
1: I think I do think he was trying he was about to be kind of written out or like at least like phased out.
0: You know, and I think it's because of the creepy way that he was acting. So. Yeah, and because I me and he's acting like it's not
1: like he was a bad actor, like you know. But a uh, Claudia said that uh, he she always thought that there was something kind of off with the way that she played the character that he put too much anger into it, mm-hmm. and that you know, um, I mean, it's she's only the writer, um, you know, that's the director's call. To really see, like, you know, how angry is the character, right? Like, if the if the director liked it, like, whatever. But she always, like, envisioned the character to be way less angry than um, Gilemi actually pr- portrayed it. And it's true, like, everything I saw, he was always, like, screaming or upset. You know? Which he, I mean, he played, it's like a bus driver that is, all, you know, kind of like a rustic person. <laughs> like i don't know how to describe it he's a dick that he's like <laughs> yeah yeah kind of a dick but you know like he very is, simple yes means always like oh do you like me or do you not like me and he's like whatever i'm like whatever you know and then yeah. he asks acts, acts like possessive and stuff and then get together and she's like yeah he's trying to trim my fucking wings man i don't like it and then she breaks up with him because she doesn't like him anymore and she's interested in a much better guy in a much better guy who was played by Fabio Semmel, mm-hmm. which I think that's the main romance that she was gonna have in the in the novella. Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, at that point she had already like broken up with him once. The the other character, but I mean the way things are, you probably go back together and break up once again. Like you need content, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <sighs> but yeah, guys, this was. Very, very, a very rough um, <laughs> episode to it's record. It's totally rough. Yeah. And I remember, it's funny because I remember, uh this was probably, I obviously was a child, so I don't remember every detail, but it was probably mm. around the time they were released. I remember seeing like, the reenactment of her murder like multiple times on TV and I was always like oh what the fuck is that what's what's happening like what's going on and that's why I said that like this didn't impact me as much because I remember seeing this but you know Programa do Hachim they had reenactments all the time so I was like oh that's probably like something like that I didn't understand the extent of it So, Mm -hmm. can we talk about something happy? So, we don't end this in the the freaking...
1: So, yeah, positive thing. Do you have any positives?
0: Mm, I got really hammered last night, so that was positive for me.
1: My positives, I've been crocheting this whole time while we... All my talking about horrible things. I did, like, two... Um, things I'm gonna use to remove nail
0: polish. So that's She's distracting so and make, helps me cope. Huh? She's so eco friendly. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible.
1: I am to a point that I feel guilty if I use plastic bags.
0: See, I have a, a reusable bag that I never. I one, I never bring into my car. And two, when I actually bring it into my car, mm-hmm. I go into the grocery store and don't bring it with me. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah, forget that's about the issue it, so.
1: with Yeah. So I don't know, things this is the way society is set up, man. It's set up so we consume and consume and consume. And I don't wanna get into that kind of topic right here. But man, oh man, how things are fucked up right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really are. <sighs> anyway, I did something kind of fucked up this week.
0: What did I you do? I bought a
1: whole pie for myself. What kind of pie? A uh, chocolate silk pie. And I gotta eat it in three days by myself. <laughs> you have to? And I'm managing. It? managing You haven't eaten it? No, I have to eat the whole thing by myself. I've eaten it.
0: But I'm, like, working
1: on it. But there's, like, a pie threshold. You know? I don't think I would like like
0: that. Because I don't like
1: chocolate. Although. Yeah, Steph, the fact that you don't, like, how do you not like chocolate? Chocolate's, like, the most
0: basic thing. I mean, I'll eat chocolate, but I'm, I'm not, like, oh, I'm craving chocolate. Uh... But although, I will say I that, um, do you know that uh pie, two pies in Brazil that they mm-hmm. sell, one is the German pie, the other one is mm-hmm. the Dutch pie. I like those two. German pie? Yeah. Torta Lima. i never heard of Torta Lima. Well, they have it in Belo Horizonte, so. Hmm.
1: I'm curious now. Maybe it has a different name. Let me look at yeah, probably. we have the Dutch pie, hang on. Which is not Dutch.
0: It's There's nothing wonder, Dutch about it. Yeah, we'll it's a Brazilian thing.
1: Alright, torta and torta are the same things. No, they're not. They are not.
0: They are not. Dude,
1: hang on. Hang on.
0: Deixa
1: eu procura. Torta I googled it and it says torta tortolandeza, Like the same thing. Let me show you the the... the
0: the no, picture, the screenshot of my Google.
1: Yeah, there's cookies in the filling, but it's basically the same thing.
0: No, they taste... I'm going to kill you. Um,
1: I, I've never seen it before.
0: Yeah, they taste different. They don't taste the same. But they both have chocolate.
1: Yeah. Anyways, listeners, we're also going to post a, a reference post this week. Because we're talking about too many things. And then you guys can vote on, is the German pie the same thing
0: as a Dutch pie? It's not. I just sent you the pictures. It is not. They're different. Okay. Okay, hey guys. guys.
1: <laughs> uh, today, no, we still only have shout outs. I want to shout out a few cities. Okay, should I? All right. You so, do it. Starting up, all right? So if you hear your name, yell. Yo. No, Just kidding, don't. All right, so shout out our listeners in the Bronx. That's the way that it's written. The Bronx. We know where that is. Also, Winnipeg, Canada. Mm hmm. And Leon, Mexico. Hello, guys. Yeah, I right, hope you guys up? like. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, let me just not put that in, okay? Yeah, you guys, especially. We like you, people from these towns and cities. We don't know who you are. Maybe let us know. Maybe like us on all social media that we have and write us a nice iTunes review. I forgot to ask before we started. Yeah, definitely do that. We know how many listeners we have and we have less iTunes reviews than that. So please do that and say,
0: what can they say?
1: Just see if they can follow instruction.
0: Um, you can say. Tell us your favorite
1: pie. Tell us your favorite type yeah, of pie. Yeah, your favorite pie. Mm
0: hmm. Or exactly. what was the worst pie that you've ever had?
1: So now I'm thinking about maybe the worst pie I've ever had. And I don't think I've had a really bad pie. I've had a bad pecan pie. So. Can I just say something? Very unpopular opinion. Yeah. Pumpkin pie is like trash.
0: I don't so bad no because I've never tried it
1: <laughs> pumpkin is bad it's nothing special about it
0: I like pumpkin as like a food like squash yeah like a I food, like that yeah. and I like lo- I like the pumpkin candy that they make in Brazil those chappot butter yeah I like those yeah, yeah. okay, okay let's go. I
1: think I think this is a good place to end it yeah all right goodbye guys ciao Ciao, I hope you guys have a good haters. end of the world. Almost forgot it. Sorry. Yeah. later haters. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Susperia, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information, please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts.
0: And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Susperia Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note, none of us post anything interesting.
1: We do, actually.
0: If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at SuspiriaPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao. Ciao!